Hello and you're welcome to the Backdoor Football Show. Today I'll be joined by regular contributor John McMahon and delighted to be joined by former Donegal footballer and uh, a man who's been heavily involved in the media since Brendan Devaney. Um, Brendan, how are you finding the football being back, I suppose? Big news emerging last night, um, the first team to concede a game in Championship Sligo, so there's been a lot of talk about football being back now. Yeah, uh, listen, I really get the feeling you know, when, the, when they said to go ahead with the championship, well, we were wondering how was it going to happen. Underneath it, listen, for right or wrong, I kind of thought it's not going to be one of the bigger teams is going to come out with this. Um, you think about it, a lot of teams are going to this championship without a hope of, of winning it. Um, you know, there was talk, obviously, of the, the second tier and a different competition than that, but it was just went ahead as normal straight knockout. And I think, listen, let's be honest, the teams that are less likely to have a go at it, might be more likely to be pulling out. I, I really get that feeling and, you know, we're not, we'll not hear anything, I don't think, for the big teams that are really gunning from it and it's, it's sad to see, but I guess if we're going to move on, there's no time for delays. Um, if a team has to pull out, they have to pull out, we'll have to go on to it, but something tells me you're not going to get any of the top eight pulling out. Exactly, yeah. Well, some of them are out already. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't need to pull out their goal. Sorry, I'm on uh, Apologies, I'll take it out of And like, during COVID-19 and with no crowds at matches, like, what's it been like being involved in the media at games? It's been strange, I suppose. Uh, all the club stuff happened in the summer and, it, you know, you had to be sprinkling the fans, remember, for a while. And... It was just great to see that club focus. And now when the county's back, I mean, you take it on the ball buffet. I'm famous for landing in late. And you know the way you always hit that championship traffic. And I'm always kind of sweating it. Why didn't I leave earlier? I'm a wild man for that. So it was great just to fly in the ball buffet. Nobody about, run up again. Between the conditions and the, the COVID thing and the new crowd, it was very strange. But I think because we've kind of had uh, dips of it with the National League and even with the, the club stuff, We've kind of half got used to it. The players are used to it. You know, you're still a championship on the line. People, a lot of people talk about, oh, what odds this year? You know, there, there's no sort of championship there for a side. There's a potential All-Ireland. And looking back at the years, you know, obviously everybody's straight away would think there's certain teams would, would still give the right arm for it. Admittedly, the mindset must be difficult. And you'd have to say fair play to the players for staying committed uh, because there's so many distractions, as we all know, I mean, uh, throughout this COVID um, You've got, most people have got, I know we've seen some people out doing some major fitness stuff, but I think the majority of people have been boozing more, eating bad food, etc. So it's, it's been a lot on our county players to, to really stick stick with it and, and keep that level because they're so elite. Yeah, and I suppose Johnny Gorman obviously delighted this week, I'm sure, with the victory um, over Tyrone. But is it all the more pleasing for this Johnny Gaw team, seeing as... Michael Murphy and Ryan McHugh had rather quite games and then missing Paddy McGrady, like the younger players really stepped up the last day. I, well, it was a vital thing. You know, Donegal are a bit different from, I think, the other top teams in terms of the orchestration that happens sometimes with uh, Ryan McHugh and with Michael in particular. You know, it's not to say that they're, they're so far ahead of the other players, is so massive in a game and everyone seems to work around them a lot. They often dictate the pace of the game. They'll set up certain opens. They just seem to come in at the right time of the games and so often they're the catalyst for, for Donegal. But as you said, that wasn't the case. I think Murphy had his moments probably in the second half in fairness, but it wasn't a day for the smaller, lighter men. The likes of you know, Ryan McHugh and Niall O'Donnell and a few of these guys probably didn't hit where you expect them to. And again, come back to conditions, they were absolutely atrocious. So it probably suited a more powerful man coming off the shoulder. And as you said, the likes of uh, uh, Langan and Big Hugh McFadden uh, and of course, Kieran Thompson had three unbelievable games. And if you'd have said before the game that the likes of Murphy would have been quite by his standards and Ryan McHugh and, and, and would Donegal win the match? You know, Neil McGee went off injured at half time. You know, there was a lot of things probably working against them. So those players stepping up was, was the difference. They, they, they were the difference between Donegal winning and losing. Well, Shane Gallon as well, like he, he has to be underrated really, like like to take on that score like he did in the second half, like you often see players going out recycling the ball, but to have no fear, I suppose, of kicking that ball over the bear, he has to be one of 
the players now to watch in this championship you'd feel? Yeah, well, I, see the thing about him, Paul, is as much as that was an unbelievable score and to take it on, see if someone has ability. That's He's expecting to put that over the bar. And you look at certain players and you've got to quantify what we expect off your normal forward. And there's not many forwards have the ability to kick that type of score. You know, every team might have one or two of them sprinkled in around. Not only have the ability, the confidence, but see for Oshin, he's expecting to put that over the bar. I'm expecting when he turns to hit it, to put it over the bar. Such is his talent. You know, when he, when he bounced on the scene there, I think it was a league game with Meath. Uh, no, Monaghan was actually had four points from play. And I think it was one of his first starts, if not his first starts. The following week in Crow Park. He backed it up with four points from play uh, against me. I think it was a league semi or something like that, a league final maybe. And uh, since then, you know, he's he's had a couple of injury problems. And I think it's held him back a small bit. But we've seen him do stuff at club there. Um, I think he had 2-9 one day in a, in a game against uh, Dunlow, I remember, marked out. Them, and I watched him against Gidor. He's an absolutely awesome talent. And you're right, that score is one of those scores where it sets the game apart. Who's got the ability to come up with an absolute brilliant bit of magic? And that that was was the cushion that Donegal needed because make no mistake about it, if Tarome were coming looking for a point, they would have got it. The fact then they had to come looking for the goal meant that Donegal could sit in and, and scrap it out. And and that, that point of Gallons was, was vital. And the Donegal-Tyrone rivalry, um, like how big of a rivalry is it? Well, we, we, we would have great time for our friends in Tyrone. <laughs> There's uh, as long as they keep giving us championship victories. No, listen, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a real ding dong, I suppose, over the years. Um, I suppose in my time it was more our mad, the real Indian sign over them. We couldn't deal with them at all. So it'll uh, give us great pleasure if we can put one over in McGinney and the boys the next day. But uh, Tyrone and Donegal have always had a ding dong, even when they were at their best. That brilliant three in a row team, and then he gave could could beat them and I think that's the derby thing you often see it with derbies around the world even if a team on paper is a better there's a leveling uh, that happens and that happens with Throne and Donegal there's never a lot in it and of course you know in, in the in the Super 8s Donegal the 10 year um, unbeaten run you remember a couple of seasons ago and Throne came and, and beat Donegal in that game and and that was a real marker of of the ability they have. To me, they've one of the strongest squads in the country. I think probably squad for squad, they are the strongest squad in Ulster when you look through it. They obviously come into the game, you know, with McShane uh, out. Uh, um, you, you know, Hamsey had, had that illness. I know he came on late. Um, they had suspensions. They had a lot of things uh, going against them, I think, going into the game. And I think that's probably reflected a bit. Let's say Roy, Roy Brennan was, was suspension. They, they had issues at midfield as well. But certainly, I mean, you see the squad that they had in the bench, you know, um, the, the likes of Bradley coming on, such a dangerous player, you know, Sludden. I mean, what a talent Sludden is, whatever's happened to him. I mean, Peter Hart had a very quiet game. But certainly, um, the likes of Liam Rafferty's been, been a big plus point to them and been able to uh, bring in Burns the way they did in that. Like, I, I think, like, in terms of um, squad, they, they have a serious strength and depth there. And... You know, I think um, between them and Donegal, there's never much in it. I think Donegal probably did just shade the victory on Sunday, but but no more than that. Yeah, I'll just uh, touch on one more thing and then I'll hand you over to John. But um, Mickey Hart staying on, there's been a lot talked about it. Personally, do you think he should stay on or do you think his time is up? Well, that's, that's, a <laughs> that's a big one. We could probably spend about 20 minutes on, on the pros and cons and that. This has been going on for years, I mean, 18 years. It is a mammoth. We'll never see it again. You know, all the football we watch, we'll never, ever see a manager do this again. And it's not, like, football can be can be rough to ruin now. They love their football, but the knives have been out for hard for, for this last, could be this last seven, eight years. Never mind, you know, uh, uh, looking for, for a change and a freshen. And he's always come back with the goods. You know, he's won a couple of Ulsters. Obviously, in the last 10 years, Donegal have won five, Throne have won three, and uh, Demont have won two. So, you know, he's always been there, thereabouts. He's made it their final. He's 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 always had a team taken to a certain level. You might ask about the talent that he's had from that team that's won three in a row. I don't think he's ever had as good a team as that. But certainly, the man under 21 team, uh, Canavan, uh, um, Big Fergal Logan, and Duher. You know, a lot of people in the county were clambering in. Surely it's time for that injection. Listen, there's no doubt they would get a lift from that. Um, 
but as he as he you know people say is at this stage the credits them three all Ireland's I think have probably run out a bit. They are a seriously talented squad, so there is a lot of question marks in the in the background. His three year term is up. Should he go for it again? Is he enough pulling the county board to get the job again? He still has, I think. But I think if you ask the majority of people, and let's take a non-look away from Mickey Hart, he's one of our greatest managers ever. Uh, don't get me wrong. But if you ask the majority, I think in Throne now, they would they would prefer the change. Now I, I say I work all around Throne and that. That's what I would be hearing on, on the ground up there. Yeah, if you want to come in there, John. Yeah, it's interesting that you say all that, Brendan, because like I think obviously there is going to be candidates out there to feel they could um, you know, throw their name forward for the throne gig and like I feel personally, Mickey Hart's time probably is up at your own, and I think they need a new face in, fresh ideas. Like who, you know, who potentially would be a good replacement for Mickey Hart? Because I see on Twitter a lot, CV Poacher seems to be a potential candidate. Yeah, yeah, he would be. I think Andrew McGinley's probably another one. Um, he's managing there in Swatter at the minute. No huge respect um, across the board. Um, I think, as I say, those three lads, um, I'm just thinking if I was a thrown lad, young or whatever age, I'm going to have been looking up savagely to, to obviously, everybody looks up to Peter Canavan, where you're from, throwing a lot. You know, Doher and, and Big Fergal Logan. I mean, I can just imagine what they brought to that that under-21 team and they went all the way and won all Ireland. So I think if you asked anybody in Tyrone, if you put the three of them together, that's a serious ticket. Now, would they want it or not? This is the thing as well, because it's a massive buy-in. You know, the, the three lads there, obviously Peter's doing a lot of stuff in media and Fergal is, a, a, you know, a couple of practices going there in the north and uh, a solicitor and that. And, and so so time frame is massive. You know, it's Mickey's full-time job. Uh, uh, basically, so it's a lot to take on board. But listen, see, in terms of squad and ability, and we've seen the Throne Championship this year, Clubways, was by far the best championship in Ulster. I mean, every week I looked at it, I was just blown away by the games, and the, and the, it was like all or nothing. I mean, we've had, as every county is a bit lopsided with the bigger and smaller teams, but it seemed like anybody would have caught it, anybody in Tyrone. So that's breeding players, you know, and, and, and their colleges, etc. So there's always a great conveyor belt of, of talent coming through. But um, at this stage, it's such a strange, uh, probably balance with Mickey and and how long he's been there and what he's won in that. It's it's a difficult one, I think, for a lot of people. But I think if those three lads went for it, uh, John, certainly there'd be nobody that would be able to match what they'd bring. Yeah, definitely. And like the squad, like as you were alluding to there, like it's fantastically talented. And we even see like a lot of lads maybe leave the panel, like uh, Conor McAliskey, I think, is not involved. Kyle Coney's not involved. Like, if you think if they got all the boys back and maybe a new manager, do you think you could be looking at all Ireland contenders? I think so. There's a deeper question in there about lads going and coming. Um, uh, John, it's interesting you brought that up. You know, Lee Brennan's another one as well. Has been in and out. You know, and he has, has went and come back. I know Bradley was maybe a college or something. He did kind of take a year out. Um, there's been a few players have, have stepped in and out of the squad, which is not happening in Donegal. Uh, it's not happening in Monaghan. You know, it's not happening at, at, at a lot of counties that are, are really up there. And I think that kind of came back to tactics with Tyrone. To me, they just seem too negative um, compared with the talent they have. It was defence first. And just chatting to Brendan Cross in there of the Irish News, we're just putting together a wee bit of article about club stuff and how the negativity is coming down and it's ruining our game. And that's why Tyrone, I think, went 5-1 up against Donegal on Sunday. Because the league game that came previous, they went full blanket. Now, so did Donegal. I'm not just blaming Tyrone for that. Donegal did the same. I know it was the first game back, etc. And you can understand a bit of that. But on Sunday, Tyrone at McKenna up front with Hart and with McCurry. And Donegal weren't expecting this. And they stretched Donegal. And he went into that 5-1 lead. And only the brilliance of, of Langan and that, that kick out by Sean Patton. And, and a brilliant score from Langan injected Donegal back into the game. But up in that point, uh, Donegal, you could tell Donegal weren't expecting this at all. And I think if Hart over the years had a, if that was more the system he played, I think those forwards that we, we spoke about there would have been a bit more happier. I just can't see as a forward if every time you're told to get right back into your defence, you could enjoy playing the game. And that's to say what, we're, what I was speaking to uh, uh, Brendan about around clubs and that, how we're, we're hampering the game. You know, club levels, they're, they're very different uh, uh, situations. But I just think if you're going to give so much to, to a county, it can't all just be about you have a chance of winning an Ulster or playing in Co Park or winning an Ireland. You have to enjoy 
playing. And I think we've, we've sucked a lot of that out of the game for our players. And, and it also uh, ruins the game as a spectacle. Right. Let's get on to important matters. Cavan Monaghan, what a win, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> for the Banty, the Banty, uh, my buddy, the Banty. Eh? Many's a row we had. Eh? I can imagine him beating the chest before the match. Eh? My God. Um, yeah, listen, come back again, negativity. Listen, what are we talking about? Play the ball back, play the ball back. Many times have we seen it. You know, they have the game under control and they decide to go tactics. You know, that isn't the game of Gaelic football because it can swing, momentum swing. And I've seen it so many times where a team, suddenly one of their main players or somebody gets a ball where they should go forward and they go back thinking, right, if you get two points, we'll get a point. If you get a point, we'll get a point. If you get two, we'll get one. We'll just, all they want to do is one by a point. All they want to do is get across the line. You invite the team on the, and fortune favours the brave. And listen, not that I'm saying the cabin through the sink of them, but Monaghan went so negative that eventually Cavan had to, because Cavan are negative as well, let's be honest about it. But but eventually, because they were sitting on the lead, Cavan had to come back in the match. And I'm glad I'm glad they won the game, because are we finally going to see a, um, a team that is in a lead just keep playing? Uh, why is why is that not possible? It's not possible because everybody's built with fear. It's all about fear. It's all about holding the lead. It's all about tactics. You know, it's not about football. And you get the soccer points, and that's what happened. I was thinking. Oh, go ahead, but just about the negativity there, like players being involved in that setup. Like you'd have to think players don't enjoy that at all. Like you're getting everyone to go back, like. It's it's a lot to ask for, say, the Monaghan players, like, and that doesn't bring enjoyment to training or playing. You'd feel when you're involved in that kind of negative setup. Uh, you see, again, it's like any team. There's there's ingredients in there, and because we love football so much, the three of us love football. That's why we're talking about it now. But for years, I think merely the the will of that we, it's just been pushed down and down, and we still love it. But it's been every year. It seems like it's been strangled. Now there has been some opening up of football because when you get to Crow Park and you're playing a fast, fluid team, you can't lock down a 45. You can't do it. We've seen Dublin laugh at Throne a few years back. You remember Throne sat in and he just picked them off over time. You have to have two sides of your game, and I think that's that's the difference. But if you're entrenched in that game and that's your priority, do you know what I mean? If your priority is defence first. Listen, defenders want to be defenders. They don't really have to be because there's players uh, plugged up everywhere. Then when they get the ball, it's a handy five-yard hand pass and you work it up the pitch. And that stage, the forward could be behind the play. And that's what I'm saying about Tyrone. I was so impressed that they went with the three inside. They had that platform. At least then you've got some level of, say, a natural game where when the guys come up the pitch, a half-forward might get it, turn around, they can ping the ball inside. And then you've got a, a proper football match. You know, and that's that's where I think I was I was impressed actually with 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 Tyrone having a go the last day. That game could have went everywhere, but just like you're saying with Monaghan, that that shout that that ability the the mindset is to safety, safety, safety. You don't win football games by playing safe. You gotta go for it, and that's that's the difference. Like yeah. I was. Yeah, I was making the joke off air there. Like, if if the Nets were along the sideline, Monaghan would have bet us by fifty points. But like, I just couldn't understand the tactics, Brendan. Like, like okay, I was delighted as a Cavan man, but like, Monaghan fans has to have to be mesmerised by that because it was going left, it was going right, it was going back. What were they at? Yeah, do you know, John, we've we've almost come. It's terrible, but a, a kind of acceptance of. This disaster, like like as I say, Chatley Brennan, club, clubs is different, right? I've just chatted to John Harden. We're hiring a new manager at the minute. I think you have to say, you, it's, it's my club, it's all our clubs, right? What's the philosophy here of the new manager coming in? Now, I don't mind you being tactically putting in a sweeper, two sweepers, defending a lead in a big final, let's say. But we have to go attack first. We have to open up. We have to play. We have to kick past the ball. I want to see my players getting better. Now, at county level, it's very hard for you to rig up a county manager and say, hey, what the hell are you at there? <laughs> we don't really have that control, but the demand has to come up uh, from the county to say, here, we don't want to play like that, but I just think as supporters, none of us really feel we have that voice, you know? Uh, we, we, we love our counties, we want to get behind them, and some of us say, well, sure, if they're playing it, we're playing it. And we've had this kind of bloody dumbed-down acceptance of what we're seeing now. We have seen, you see, springs of, 
of good football in county still. So we're always waiting for it to evolve. And I think the county is bits and pieces evolving. Now, again, you could go back and say, listen, Kevin Monaghan, not, not really played much football all year. They're coming in, trying to stay in the championship. This year probably was a more difficult year. You know, they were trying to just won a match. And I guess that can breed under that type of tactic. But really, going forward, that tactic doesn't really win you anything. It certainly won't serve you going into Crow Park. That's why, to me, it doesn't make any sense for the bigger teams to, to play it or anybody to play it, really. Definitely. And I think we have a, we have a nice path to do the final. Obviously, Antrim this weekend, I think we've getting over the line against them and either from Anna or down and a potential meeting against yourselves, uh, Brendan. Tony Gawler motoring very well. Like an Ulster final surely is, uh, you know, coming for you again, I'd say. Yeah. Um, it's funny when I got back home, uh, I was watching a bit of Derry and Armagh and Oshie McConville. It was like, that's a free shot now for Armagh. And I was like, free shot? Armagh Division 1 team. Armagh a common team. I think Armagh could ask as many questions of Donegal as Tyrone did. You know, yeah. I don't know it was a bit tongue-in-cheek or whatever, but you can make no mistake about it. Armagh are, are gunning for Donegal all the way. Um, as I say, they're, they're, they're hungry, they're fresh, they've got an unbelievable midfield and forward line. Sure, their defence still, you know, there might be question marks over, but there's a lot of question marks over Donegal's defence. You would think maybe you know, game, game management, as we keep saying, Donegal have a lot of experience in there. But surely, given the conditions that might be, you know, again, the pitch is going to be important because we often think, you know, is it Oma, is it Clone? It's not two kind of heavy pitches. The fact that there's no fans there should be taken to somewhere that is a more sandy base that you can play. I think that's an important discussion to have now as well because it's not about the ground, you know, it's about the pitch. So, you know... Um, the likes of, say, even like an any skiing or something like that, that's a fairly hard, a kind of sandy, more base pitch. I remember we up a couple of times. So there's probably pitches out there, but certainly uh, because of the championship is the way it is and because conditions might be um, windy, wet, etc., that levels things out a lot as well. So that that you'd only give Donegal a slight, uh, a slight advantage uh, going into that game. Derry, our man, Sunday, Brendan, a good game of ball. I think Derry kind of let the shackles off in the second half. I think Rory Gallagher spat in his hand 455 times. What was your analysis of that game? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, though. I'll be honest with the hands, but all right. Especially in these COVID times. I hope he, I hope he definitely didn't shake hands with anybody after. That's that's a that's a huge one. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's, I noticed that a lot with Rory. When the tension's up, it's, it must be a wee nervous thing, but... Yeah, you're right. Um, as I say, I was doing a bit for local radio when when uh, the second half was on. We were doing a big roundup of of Donegal, so I'm just looking at bits and pieces of it. And again, you wonder how much is our Armagh, you know, can can uh, trying to sit and uh, sit and hit and how much is there? I mean, there is still have loads of quality players. The club championship is as good as anybody's in Ulster. So tell me why they can't be up there with with the best. Um, I just know from Roy's time here and clubs that he's taken that it's always going to be. Defence, defence first, defence first. We've seen it with Fermanagh as well. I just think Derry have a serious talent there. It's just a matter of time, I think, before they're uh, coming back up. But certainly a, a question of what might have been. Um, anything could have happened in that second half, the bits and pieces I've seen of it. So tough on Derry again. I think the ingredients in Derry is more that the, the clubs, as we know, are number one. And there's no will behind the, the county team from a lot of people until that changes. And, and I think the support gets behind them. I think then you could see Derry come back to the top. I mean, you look at it, Cavan, for instance, I mean, always fanatical, always great support. We have it here in Donegal too. It is a huge bearing on, on the county team and players who want to play and, and turn out for the county. Definitely. Brendan, you played football. It's, it's not that long ago. Uh, let's reflect on your career. You enjoyed the bit of football for Donegal in your club over the years? I certainly. Um, uh, it, was, uh, it seemed to go over wild, wild fast. I was thinking about it there the other evening, actually. It seems like a blur, you know. Um, I didn't really play underage, you know. I, I was a bit of a misfit. Of, um, uh, I was up to all sorts when I was younger. I played a bit of soccer not, you know. I played Irish League and, and, and League Ireland. And uh, I, I always loved Gaelic, you know. And, and uh, I kind of just went straight under the Donegal team from from St. Unions, from first year playing senior, uh, we won the championship straight under Donegal. I played for Ulster and by the end of that year I started for, for Ireland and uh, it was just a whirlwind uh, thing, you know. Um, the few years after then, I think, you know, you're a marked man then, tactics had started to really come in, particularly in Ulster. Um, and uh, 
we were like a nearly team like that first year. We got those to final and that. Um, you know, I was flying, I was kind, kind of playing free spirited, you know, as well. The match in that final, and you, I played very different to the years after, the few years after. It took me a while then to kind of come back around. And um, at Donegal, come back to your tactics, we've always played a wee bit kind of maybe. I mean, you might call it naive. We always just played the game the way we seen it. Um, a lot of people liked our style, but it probably didn't suit Ulster. Like we won so many games in the back door. We'd often get beaten Ulster, and we'd go on a great run in the back door. I remember a stat four or five years under the back door. Donegal won more games than anybody, which told you a lot. We suited probably playing southern teams uh, uh, in the in the back door. But uh, yeah, we we made quite a few Ulster finals, and um, you know, in the around that time, we you know we had a, had a few. Played a few times with Ireland and, and really cups with Ulster. And the club here was always brilliant. I suppose that's where I enjoyed my football the most. Um, there was uh, I always enjoyed my football at the club. And I think quite a few times with Donegal, as I say, I, I went in a bad frame of mind looking back at it. It was terrible. You know, I, I was going in with a bit of a cloud hanging over me, which um, I regret that a lot, you know, because I could have, I, I think personally, I could have been a lot better in a lot of games. But with the club there, it seemed to be, you know, when you you had that um, kind of club ethos behind you, you know, we done it all. It would be up and down a bit, but we're the club there. We in my time, twelve years of club, maybe thirteen. We were maybe involved in ten county finals, all in, you know. Um, we won six, and then I won one as, as player, as a coach manager as well. So with a lot of good times, uh, uh, reunions, yes. And uh, listen, that that's why I look back at club football now and. And think, you know, had a good look at it this year in terms of the, the, the tactics. And I think we just need to maybe start to change things a bit and 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 start to give our players a bit of, how do you say, a bit of freedom to express themselves. You know, so many players I see, you know, just dropping in and giving the handy ball left or right. And that just as a sport, you know, that isn't our game of Gaelic football. Definitely. And the, the current Donegal team, like they're flying the last couple of years, obviously, Jim McGuinness has like kind of changed that over the years for you. Like as I suppose when you were playing, Brendan, like I was talking to Amy McGee there a few weeks ago, like do you feel like he's kind of overachieved with the current crop of players that he had when you were playing? We we overachieved or, under- or un- underachieved. Listen, we did, but not to make excuses, but I guess you you the best Armagh team that ever was and the best Tyrone team that ever was was a serious blockage for a start there in ter- terms of Ulster. I mean, uh, I looked at Donegal a couple of years later and there was, there was a, remember the famous uh, championship where where uh, Fermanagh uh, beat Monaghan uh, and and uh, it ended up being a Fermanagh Donegal final anyway. And uh, uh, no disrespect to Fermanagh, they're a Division Three team at the time. I remember thinking to myself, could we not have won like that? Mind you, Fermanagh boys would probably say they put put one over us anyway. But uh, yeah, every year we might beat Armagh. Very rarely we beat Armagh. Tyrone would beat us, and we beat Tyrone. Maybe Armagh would beat us. So there always seemed to be that 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 block there in ter- terms of an Ulster. We like we went through a couple of great runs. You know, getting to play at Crow Park quarters and semis. But listen, uh, John, I can't have any regrets about it. You're part of a team, and we come up short, and that's sport, you know. And personally, myself, I would it would annoy me for years, Dalwood, that. I could have been better myself because I can't lay any of the blame at, 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 at your part of a team. Tactically, at times, uh, probably if I look back now, and this is in hindsight, it was a great thing. We needed a blueprint to beat Armagh. We needed to do what teams did to Donegal in, in 11 and, and 12, particularly in 12. No one took Donegal on tactically. Uh, they all said we'll play our own game. Donegal's counter-attack run, ran rough shot over the whole lot of them. I never had any doubt in any of them games we, w- we would win. But then in the next couple of years, you've seen teams tactically get ready for us. And that was a big issue with Donegal. We would change manager and they would say, right, we'll just, we're, we play a certain style, this is our style. We probably needed a, a way of mirroring our ma and playing the way they did. And then it made it even the balance a bit. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. But we've seen it with Donegal then. Once teams started to mirror them, it came down to like a 50-50 and we've seen in the All-Ireland final, Kerry, you know, they played a completely different brand of football against Mayo in the, in the semi-final, the drawing and the one. And when they came to Donegal, they mirrored Donegal and it came down then to a very tight game and uh, Kerry won it. So that, that that's the thing about my time with Donegal. We probably needed a plan for, for our ma. That was the big thing. And uh, But listen, our ma were a brilliant team too. And even if we had a plan, 
there's no doubt, there's no, there's no guarantee we would have beat them because Armagh, as everybody knows, at Clonus were, were unbelievable at that time. And I'd argue if all Ireland final was played at Clonus, that Armagh team would have won two or three. And Brendan, um, was there a big regret for you not being part of that 2012 Donegal Ireland winning team? Uh, not really. I finished playing, like I was what, five years before it, four or five years. It was it 2008, nine, 2008, that kind of thing. So, yeah, four four years. It's a, it's a long time, you know. Obviously, uh, listen, and I mean this hand on heart, I loved them, loved Donegal, loved the players so much. And like me and Jim back in the day were like best friends, you know. So, uh, I had immense pride and I just loved watching the lads because they went from Although Webb, you know, sometimes overplayed a bit that they were they were seated at this level and that level. That's nonsense. You know, that same core group of players won the league with me in two thousand and seven. And at that stage, we had a we were we had a core group under McGaver that could have had a tilted in All Ireland. Uh, you could see it in the squad. We could see it. A lot of people thought it. Now we just had two bad years where things went really bad. But the the core of that whole squad was there for Jim. And in many ways, it probably helped to do two bad years because he really said, right, lads, commit and we're going to go here. And between the tactics, the training of Adam Spear, don't forget, you know, the talent was there, the likes of, you know, Murphy coming coming through. Um, I mean, Carol Lacey, the McGee's, I mean, the talent. I mean, Colin McFadden, 2012, I mean, what, what, a, what a season he had. His, his stats on scoring and, and no injuries that year as well. You had players like... Like Big Neil stepping up, unbelievable, Rory Kavanagh. I mean, Ryan Bradley come in from the cold. You know, what a season he had. Like, there was so much talent all, all around the pitch. It really clicked. So I'm more kind of watched and, and just loved Donegal watching. I mean, of course, but I absolutely loved to be there. And I mean, when Donegal was breaking into the space, someone like me, a PC player, I'd be like, oh God, give me that ball, you know, in my own half, running into the space. It would have, would have been a dream. Well, listen, that 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 was in, you know. So I was just, I was happy to watch the lads, and so I'm doing bits and pieces of, uh, of media. So it kept me busy that way. I had some some wee small part to play in it. And Jim McGuinness, like, he's just an absolute unbelievable manager. What they done with Donegal, went to Celtic, went to China, went to America. But like, what does he actually bring to the table as a manager? I think where McGuinness went in terms of. The, the setup, it was a complete revolution. I mean, up in that stage, Donegal, like we would all time, we would tactically match up the teams, we would try and everything was about play our own game, play our own game. I mean, where Jim went, it was like a complete, it was like a, as you imagine an army boot camp, it was something like that. I think there was a real mental takeover of the boys in terms of making them like this. You know, Donegal before that had always been a nice team, a wee bit brittle, it wouldn't maybe happen on the big, big day. We might have a good day one day, bad the next. He completely took that over by systemizing the lads. But a lot of that goes back to the strength and conditioning and the fitness of the lads went from training, probably went from not only doubled, I'd say it more than doubled. It could have actually, maybe there was 60%, maybe more training doing. And don't forget, we did train hard anyway. But the upper body came in there, and that's the thing about our man there, but had been doing that and we weren't doing it. The upper body training, that explosive compound movements, and that all came in there. And then the non-stop tactics, it was just a complete way of life for them. And Donegal just became, from nowhere, an absolute force. And, and Jim uh, has a great way with him. And he would have been captain with Donegal, and he would have had a great personality, and, and he, all that would have helped him. Uh, uh, to there at Donegal. He'd have been well got with the boys and he, he would have been smart, you know, um, very smart guy and that's why he was able to change codes and, and go into the soccer. I don't think soccer, you know, he didn't really play much soccer so I was surprised at, at that. Um, I think there was a link between different people at Celtic and, and who Jim knew and all that. So he went over as, as I suppose, a kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the coaching that he did there, uh, kind of the mental side of things and that. Uh, performance related but then he started to do his coaching badges and um, he's got into that side of things as well now so whether, whether we see him back in Gaelic I don't know um, I would say he would still he had the one bad bad burn at, at, in, in America at Charlotte there so it, it, his next job is very important what happens in next because he's going to have to take a team somewhere and, and make a job of him to get himself back on the back and up again so uh, his next job is 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 vital I would say 
Yeah, and you mentioned coming up against Armagh, such a tough uh, opponent. But like, how tough was it coming up against your John Tolles and Paul McGrand's, um at midfield for Armagh? I, they were they, Armagh were just. I mean, Ulster at the time, and I think we done it all. Maybe you had it about with Kevin. Um, being kind of outside, there was a there was a toughness in the six counties, you know. Um, and you seen it in club and the unions get in there, we seen it like there was a real teak toughness. It wasn't in Donegal and it wasn't really in our county team either. And it's not as if you had to get teak tough physically, but if you if you want your attributes, you had to work a different way around it with intensity or or open your game in a different style. And I think with, with our ma there, they had that real toughness about them. And it took a long while for Donegal to come up the plate a lot. But yeah, not only were they tough, listen, you're dealing with players, I mean, Stevie McDonald, McGrain, McConville, like they were just, they, they had so much uh, talent all over the pitch that, um, you know, they had talent and tactics and physical strength. So they were, they were, they were the, um, they had the whole package. Um, you might argue when, when they got to Crow Park, you needed a slightly faster, more fluid team. And I think that's where Tyrone benefited that bit better. I think Tyrone had that more wee bit more pace and invention about them. And I think that's where they probably succeeded that wee bit extra at Crow Park. Our man made it came, came up short. And how would you have dealt, say, with injuries and setbacks throughout your career? I wasn't too bad now um, with injuries. I never really pulled hammers. I, I won groin injury early on that but it came up and back. Um, I remember 2007, I tore a stomach muscle uh, and, and, uh, pr- before the semi-final and it was that mad to play. I played and had to come off and I tried to play in the final, even started the final again. <laughs> Looking back at it, it was mad but I was so keen to play because uh, that was one of the years where I'd, I was experienced enough to know uh, I could probably get the best out of myself no matter all the crap was thrown at you. So I was so keen to play but um, that was kind of a bit of a regret 2007 that because I was flying, absolutely flying in, in, in the league and, and we went on to say and won the title, but we probably put about too much on it. But I didn't have that many injuries. Um, uh, club then, I, I punctured a long one day actually after a club uh, championship game. We, we won up in Clenow. I was lucky to come through that one now because I tore the, tore the, uh, tore the lungs and the almost went under, as the man says. So that was a pretty serious one, but outside of that, it wasn't too bad. Do you want to come back in there, John? The current state of affairs, like it's great to the football back and bits and pieces, Brendan, and you know, this Dublin juggernaut, like they're still are looking good. Like I know a lot of people saying, okay, they're not performing at the minute. They're a different gravy come championship, like they're preparing at the minute. You know, looking ahead maybe to the All-Ireland, Brendan, like would you give yourself, Stonegall, a chance of going progressing semi-final, final? Uh... Uh, definitely. Um, I, th- I think, you know, if you look at it, the dubs have obviously set the bar so high, but now there's question marks over different players. You know, Desi's in there. He's obviously a brilliant manager, so I don't think they're in any way weakened by Desi coming in, but I think Desi's going to kind of change and put his own stamp on it. Does that open the door a small bit? Kerry seemed to be dubs have elevated Kerry now. Kerry looked like, hey, we're the kingpins, we're the masters. Come on here. They are desperate to get back. And you really see a big push from Kerry. And they're driving, I think, everybody else up. Uh, so they're the two teams you have to, to have to chase now for Donegal. I think on their day, Donegal have the ingredients to beat either of those teams. But they're always coming in as underdogs and say, just come back to club level. We're not producing the defenders at the minute, I think, to really replace some of the greats that we've had and we're relying on some of our older guys to keep going back to the well and that is a small bit of an issue from a Donegal perspective. We're an earthen great forwards, as you mentioned, young Gowan, unbelievable. Jimmy Brennan's come on the last couple of years. We Patter Mogan's come on done us, but to say we nail O'Donnell. They're all great players. Langan's only a young lad, forward player again. So we've all we're unearthing all this forward talent and as I say, going back to the blanket and defence and attitude of our clubs is, I think, stopping good man markers coming out from a full back line. As I say, the McGee's, the Lacey's, this world, where are they? You know, we, we, young Morrison be one from, from Union's club. He's unfortunately been wild unlucky with injuries, Dodd Cruciate again there. So, but like, there should be three or four or five options coming through. And we're not, you seen Paddy McGrath come on the last day, Neil McGee again, mm-hmm. 
back spasm. Is that back spasm? Because we, we keep having to go back to Neil. I mean, what a player he's been. But we keep going back there. And th this is the issue, I think, uh, uh, with the with the reflection on Donegal in terms of club. But on our day, listen, I would still give us a, a good chance of beating either of those sides. But certainly we'll be getting in as underdogs. Definitely. And I think when you can when you can look at like Donegal over the years, like Brendan, like I think Michael Murphy obviously being such a key player and it's it's interesting, like I know him Guy was saying, what will we do when he retires? But uh, like I genuinely do have the players to maybe stand up when he goes. Yeah, um we we've been afraid of that for years, you see. Um but as you said, you know, things change, you know, it's kinda of like the, the Brian O'Driscoll, you're watching Irish Rugby, how are we going to replace him? And then you know, certain players retire and then the team just kind of changes and morphs. And if you look at it the last day, you know, Murphy, as he said, didn't play it well first half. Um, he, he wasn't in the game that much. Second half, he comes in and does his bits and pieces. But certainly you had monster games right round midfield, particularly with, with Hugh McFadden and that. So as much as we never want to see him to go, his time will come. I mean, big Sean Kavna would have been a player from Tyrone. You know, you put him in the mix in his pump on Sunday, that's a different Tyrone team. So you just got to make your best with it. And that's why I think with him there now, bringing through these young players, his experience is vital. You know, you have a Jason McGee there, another fantastic talent to come in as well around that midfield. And Murphy's influence over them will be will be long lasting. Um, you've already seen him take, take teams at management level, like at, at Seagerson. So he's definitely going to stay involved in the game. So uh, certainly, I think a future, uh, hopefully a future Donegal manager down the line, but still a couple of years there, yeah. Definitely, and I suppose kind of looking ahead, uh, Brendan as well. Like, like can Kerry do it? Like, can we jump on this hype train? Like, like do they have the panel of players to win in All Ireland this year, or are Dublin just going to come back from the trenches again and just get that elusive six in a row? I, I think Kerry have, have 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 all the ingredients to to, to beat Dublin. Um, if it was if it was two two years ago, like every, three years ago in particular, you know, you always felt that no matter what Dublin were going to win it. You just think now, and this is no respect to Desi, the players. Things have to change that wee bit in the squad. He, you seen in the league there, he was trying loads of new players. So his mindset is in the future. So I don't think for Desi Farrell, as much as he wants to win the Ireland his first year, I think he wants to build a team. That's his team. They'll go on to be very, very competitive. So might just leave a small chink there. And Kerry are coming all out uh, uh, to win that title, you know. So listen, so are we. Don't get me wrong. But you just think of of, of the talent that that, that that Kerry have. is just some of their playing ability is just phenomenal. And um, uh, that said, Donegal have, have, have matched up to them well in previous. And you think back the couple, couple of seasons ago, the famous 120 to 120. Now, that's a game of football, and it's a, that's a crew park, you see. And again, going back to the whole tactics board and what we do, everything changes at crew park. So if you want to be a top team, it's all right in Ulster, maybe. It's not, I don't think it's all right, but if you want to try and win an Ulster defending, you might actually have a go with that. But once you get out and you get into crew park, that tactic ain't going to work. So that's why the bigger teams, I think, have really had to push the, the ability to open up and go and play, because when they get to crew park, they have to do that. Brendan, you've played against some phenomenal players and watched some unbelievable players in the last while. If you were to name a top five players of the last, I don't know, 10, 20 years, who would be in your top five list? Uh, yeah, uh, of the whole country? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Nice for me, I have, Nice, I know. Listen, straight away, and this is the humor I think of Donegal thing, and I've had this discussion with people... Um, Listen, Murphy has to be number one, and it's simply because he can play the eight positions uh, from from say from midfield. In fact, Murphy could play uh, six as well. He can play like less than this. Be honest, maybe nine positions in the pitch as good as anybody in those positions. Because people would argue then, oh, different players round round the country. Um, is he as good as this of the full forward or the corner forward? And I would say he's as good as any of them, at least as good as any of them. But none of them can play. People say about the Gooch, right? Uh, you know, is Murphy better than Gooch? Well, Gooch can't play midfield. Gooch can't play number six. You know, or or any players that's that's in the round that zone now. I suppose Sean Cabin is another one would be would be very versatile, but he wouldn't have been as as good as Murphy. And Murphy's leadership as well, 
and his free taking ability, etc., has just put him on a, for me another level altogether in, in terms of all time great. So I would certainly put him in number one. Um, probably someone like as I say, the Gooch then in terms of of what he's brought to the game. From my time, obviously there was there was greats there, but they, they they've all they've all hung up the boots. I mean, as I say, the the, the ability of the Gooch first class. Um, I would have to mention, as I say, Sean Kavanagh uh, as well. I mean, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I love the quote from years ago uh, when he was man of the match. I think it was 2008. Uh, Brawley's quote about he gave the illusion of playing in three different positions. This is before the current crap of coming on and back. And I, I thought it was a great quote. Um, uh, Connor McManus, you'd have to put in, I mean, very Ulster centered now. You'd have to put McManus. Uh, in the mix as well. I just look at the man and he just keeps doing it and doing it. And there's loads of games we see McManus being quiet. And then it just had his, it just <laughs> the digs are coming. You'll just see him do something absolutely phenomenal in the game. Uh and 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 then just that time I suppose a couple of seasons ago when they nearly got to Ireland, I was really rooting kind of for him to get there because he, and he's such a great lad too. You never see him getting involved in the crap. Uh, of the games, he always just play plays his own game, you know. So those guys, I suppose, I say it's, it's you always think of Ulster first. I, I never really like to um, give too many credit to, to anybody outside of it. Obviously, we've seen. I mean, uh, from the dubs. I mean, listen, um, you could probably pick five or six of their players because they've been uh, at the top. Um, of course, they've dominated football. So, how do you pick apart uh, the brilliance that they are? You know, you'd have to set the Dublin team aside first, and then uh, maybe pick your <laughs> pick your top five. Well, I'm shocked and offended. There's no Calvin men involved in that, uh, Brendan. <laughs> Jesus, unbelievable. Tell me this, Brendan. The media work. I'll give Jack McCaffrey. I'll put Jack McCaffrey, and I'll give him one. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> The media work you've been doing the last couple of years, Brendan, you're enjoying it? Oh, it's grand, yeah, it's grand. Um, funny, a guy said to me there just about, uh, the first game I did actually uh, for, for BBC was um, was our not famous defeat, the Armada and Cross McGlenn just a year before McGuinness took over. And I was actually groomsman at my friend's wedding. And that was my first gig the next day. So I headed up to Cross McGlenn and the wee, and the wee uh, porter cabin with a big head on me. And I thought, right, get it together, because you know what I like. If the head's not with you, it's something like that. You don't want to be stuttering and stammering. So anyway, I got through it, and, and they asked me back. So I'm 10 years doing um, uh, BBC uh, commentary now, and I do a bit, obviously, with Highland, and done bits of bits of punditry with RT and that. And I do a, a, a show in Highland there uh, as well, on a, a Monday, a roundup show. So I listen, it's grand. It's, it's the game we love, you know. Um, and no more than yourselves. It's 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 always good to discuss it and and look forward to it. And it's been a good thing, I suppose, with all the trouble and lockdown that we've still had, you know, a bit of football to talk about and look at. And and I'm glad the championship has gone ahead. It's obviously I think it's going to be hard for every team to finish it out. But but it's great. Yeah, enjoy it. And is the commentary the closest thing to playing, Brendan? Because like we hear a lot of players, oh, sure, it probably is. But like, is it hard to beat the actual playing feeling, or do you, or, or do you just enjoy the commentary as it is? I well, you know, commentary is just. I suppose it's 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 enjoyable. It's very it's very relaxed. It's 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 it's, it's great. I mean, I find there when you go to games, there's a great buzz. And around the press area, um, I often liken it to being at a wedding. You know, land at a wedding, everybody's in great form. That's kind of the way it is around championship games in particular, and league games too, but particularly championship games, there's a great buzz, and all the same press boys is there, and the media guys, and there's always a great laugh, and you're, like, if you're up there, you're meeting lads from Calvin, you're getting wee bits of snippets of what's happening, or, or, or vibes in the camp, and what have you, and uh, it's a great thing, it's a great Irish thing, you know, um, there's a great, there's a great buzz about it, but, um, ach, listen, see, compared to playing, Hey, listen. Um, that 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 was in. Once I kind of retired, I wasn't one of those players that, that panicked about that. I had to retire through injury. Um, you know, it was a big world out there. There's plenty of other things on, so I kind of very quickly just just got on with things. Uh, I initially didn't even think about doing anything in media. Um, I started Gaelic Life asked me to do a wee bit of a column, and that kind of led on to the wee bit of thing with BBC and. Dickie Bogue um, nursed me through a lot of that. Hey, he used to ring me up on a Monday and I might be um, out on the road, hey, kind of hiding somewhere, fucking, uh, <laughs> fucking after a big night out, and uh, Dickie would help me out. So, 
that we, uh, God knows, I, I think he basically read a few articles uh, for me quite often, but uh, that, that, that was it. <laughs> Last but not least, Brendan, nice, easy one for you. The toughest player you played against and the toughest player or the best player you played with? Uh, the toughest player I played against, I would have to say uh, Sean Marty Lockhart. Um, yeah. he, he was, and you know what, going back to the old crap that we see now between sledging and nonsense, clean, hard, never a word. Never a word. He, he just is one of those amazing uh, uh, physical machines. I was lucky enough to play with him a wee bit then in Ulster and we Ireland. Smashing lad uh, all around. You know, always shook his hands after. And it was always after he had bloody got the better of me. But um, always shook his hand after and great, great player. Um, there was a few like Darren Fay, might be a few times, you know, tough as nuts as well. Hey, but certainly Lockard. I mean, talk about now blanket defence. I'm sure he's looking going, what's what's this all about? Give me a man. I'll take him out of the game. So uh, if they're ever to unearth a few of them, Roy would need to drop back uh, uh, the whole half forward line and everybody else. But the uh, best player I played uh, with, um, uh, let me see. I mean, God, there were so, so many. Um, uh, Murphy. We actually played with me at the start of his very start of his career. We actually played a couple of games together. Of course, he was just coming of age then. Uh, what a smashing lad too, coming in, eighteen year old. But what what a great player he was straight away. But for my time uh, between club and county, uh, it would be Roy Kavanagh. Um, uh, as I say, he, 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 under Jim, we go back to the S and C that Adam Spear put them through. He, he Roy put on I don't know stone and. A bit of, of, of muscle, you know, he really became from kind of wing half, maybe midfielder, and the midfield, uh, uh, brilliant player up and down the pitch. And at times with club club with us, he was unplayable. And uh, with Donegal too, vital. Probably should have got the All-Star in 2012. And um, he uh, he always chipped on my scores. And uh, I think Rui was, 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 was the best player I played with club and county. Well, thanks a million for your time, um, Brendan Devaney.